and I think there's definitely um, more and more women that I am seeing in the office over the decades. If you know, before it wasn't quite as common of a problem as it is today. Um, again, it, there is some sort of hormonal fluctuations underlying all of this, especially with the foods that we eat, the diet, the hormonal imbalances that we have. You know, the, the things that we are are consuming are not the same as they were decades ago. That's part of the issue. Dr. Nick Delgado here with Dr. Sonia Batterisi Banasel. You know, it's so exciting that we get a chance, and it's been a while, to talk about Acne Be Gone for Good, the book that you and I wrote together. Pretty amazing, pretty exciting. And we're gonna jump right in, Dr. Sonia. You know, I have a bunch of people asking questions and you're the go-to person to answer. I'm gonna start right off with, what are the underlying causes of acne? Can you please help us? So Nick, that is a great question, a very loaded question, because you know there's a lot of things in research that we have seen under the skin that cause acne. Now, it is the most common skin problem that we see in the US. It's the most common skin conditions that I see in my office. About 40 to 50 million Americans are, you know, have acne at any one time. Um, they could be um, teenagers to um, women to um, young adults. You know, age really doesn't matter anymore. So four main factors under the skin that we know cause breakouts. We know that there is some hormonal fluctuations going on under the skin. Those hormonal fluctuations actually cause an increase in sebum or oil on top of our skin. All that sebum and oil on our skin actually clogs the pore. When we have clogging of the pore, that's a great environment for bacteria to grow. So acnes, which is usually found um, on top of our skin as a natural microorganism gets into the pore and starts to overgrow. And that's a great environment for inflammatory inflammation cells to come in. So there's about four or five different factors that are going on under the skin to cause one pimple. So that's a lot of things going on. We know that the hormone levels are part of that inciting factor. We also know family history and genetics and things that we can't control are part of that as well. So certain genes are turned on, especially if there are members in your family that have had um, history of acne. Um, there's some external things that we know are also causing it, including hair care, hair products of, that we're using on our hairs, especially if they're um, made from oils, um, skincare products that can also um, be oil rich and clog your pores. Um, and then there's also the extrinsic factors, lifestyle factors, such as stress, such as your diet, such as, you know, exercise. Um, my teenagers were involved in sports um, and all the gear that they have to wear. So it really is this multifactorial problem that we really have to be able to control every part of that patient holistically. Dr. Sonia, I know you're board certified in dermatology and you have a world of experience. You also actually are written up and uh, contribute to medical textbooks. And I know you've been to all the major conferences. You and I have gone to a few conferences together. So it's really important for people to recognize that there, there's a lot of people out there who are not on the front lines practicing, seeing patients with actual acne. And we have some other important questions, but what happens and why do some people in their 30s, 40s, or 50s, I know I was between 12 and 16, I had horrible acne, and I was on national television for American Bandstand, so I was horrified. But why are these people still getting acne in their, their 30s, 40s? And some, obviously, 
uh, in that range, but uh, most in their teens and 20s? Yeah, that's a, an excellent question. I mean, I, I am in my early 40s and I still get a breakout here or there. So why is that that still, you know, it's going on? And I think there's definitely um, more and more women that I'm seeing in the office over the decades, if, you know, before it wasn't quite as common of a problem as it is today. Um, again, it there is some sort of hormonal fluctuations underlying all of this, especially with the foods that we eat, the diet, the hormonal imbalances that we have, you know, the, the things that we are, are consuming are not the same as they were decades ago. That's part of the issue. Um, we know that those uh, people that have more acne on the lower third of the face tend to be more hormonally related. So I see a lot of my women who have got hormonal acne that just, it, they're harder to treat. It's more stubborn acne. They get these deep seated nodules and cysts under the skin and it takes a lot more aggressive therapy over time um, to be able to help control that. Um, in addition, there's also other factors at play, such as medical conditions. So women who've got polycystic ovarian syndrome or um, you know, other kinds of conditions, endocrine-related conditions that could be contributing to this, including medications. Um, those that are on certain medications can also you know, cause this in your later years, such as prednisone. We you know, actually see steroid acne as a result of that. Um, so there's a wide variety of reasons that I think we're seeing it in the old, you know, the more older population, mature population outside of just the teenagers um, that we're used to thinking about. So even though, you know, teenagers are the ones to get it, eventually they outgrow it, but some don't. Well, Dr. Sonia, I know there was an accidental discovery, if you will, that birth control pills actually increased a particular binding globulin, sex hormone binding globulin, and it cleared up acne, but so many women are upset because they don't want to deal with the potential side effects. What can they do instead of using, quote, birth control off-label? Uh, what are some better solutions within the hormonal range and other factors? Yeah, so in our dermatology world, we talk about hormonal imbalances and what are the hormonal therapies. And certainly oral contraceptive pills um, is usually top of our radar, including other, um, you know, off-label uses, um, off-FDA label uses, such as a medication called spironolactone. So those two are kind of our go-tos in our medical literature. Um, certainly, yes, there are some things to watch out for and side effects. Um, oral contraceptive pills actually did get FDA approved um, to treat acne. However, there's a lot of women that um, may come and are uncomfortable being on it. There are some side effects to be um, you know, careful about, especially if there's any blood clotting strokes and smokers over 35 shouldn't be on it. Um, spironolactone becomes sort of the um, other option that doctors will often prescribe. Um, you know, it's used a lot in the primary care world, more for um, those who've got hypertension or, you know, used as a diuretic and found again, the same kind of um, idea is that the hormone levels actually are more stabilized when um, women go on spironolactone. Um, there are some things to you know, note with that. There are some, we do have to do blood work with potassium levels to make sure you don't become hyperkalemic. Um, so this is where you know we are monitoring for that. Um, but we did find that in the research that you know about fifty percent of women can fifty to seventy percent of women can clear. Um, it is something that you're going to stay on for an indefinite period of time, more chronically. Um, but you know there is some monitoring that's going on with that. There is you know supervision along with that. Um, but there are side effects to be careful of. So there's pros and cons when you know going on hormonal therapies for sure. Well, Dr. Batterisi, the, the fact is that 
jumping back to the use of the oral contraceptive pill, I know my anti-aging colleagues are up in arms going, wait a minute, you know, we know that bioidentical hormones are a lot safer. The oral contraceptive, if you will, is usually a synthesized, uh, synthesized hormone that uh, has different actions in the body and it's a different molecule. So the side effects are potentially even greater than a, a woman who's opting to have, say, bioidentical hormone intervention uh, for other uh, anti-aging reasons or um, conditions. But I think that the important thing is that what we're searching for, of course, uh, especially when you talk about spirolactone and you know some of the side effects that, that these people uh, notice, and we're not saying these things don't work. That's part of it. The doctors who are embracing the use of in dermatology see that it works. They might even uh, refer the patient out to have a, a, another opinion, a, a hormonal doctor or uh, their primary care to say, well, you know, for you, we're gonna let you do birth control or not, right? Warning them of the side effects. But what if we could actually intervene in a more natural method and uh, really guide people? As as you know, I, I since we w wrote the book, I mean, we, we've had uh, acne be gone for good uh, somewhere over 50,000 young adults and, and people in their 30s, 40s, too, with adult acne and seen miraculous results. So what is it involved with hormonal therapy for acne? Uh, can some of the bioidentical hormones, such as progesterone and so forth, help a little bit? But also this incredible molecule, DIM, methane, indole-3-carbonyl, the cruciferous vegetables. I was just interviewing Dr. Joel Furman yesterday, and he was just really excited about the science in the immune system and how these cruciferous vegetable extracts, if you will, you know, and, and certainly I'm not saying just take the supplement, but there's foods that help as well in the battle against cancer and building the immune system in breast cancer. So there's a lot of other reasons that our young adults, our young uh, teenagers that are maybe being guided in a better way if we don't just, you know, default to the easy, give them a birth control pill or spirolactone. So Let's address this major question. I think this is one of the most important um, that we've brought up so far. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. There's a multifactorial underlying basis for all of this. And, you know, with the uh, dermatology world, it's all about, you know, what is the science behind the things that we do and how long we've been doing it for and what are some of the successes that we have had. But absolutely, there are alternatives. And absolutely, there is more science and more research coming out in other areas in anti-aging medicine. And of course, the, the, the rigidity of all the studies is what um, you know, we're always searching for and looking out for and being able to um, cross reference that so that we are offering the best possible science. So, but I absolutely agree. There's definitely some of the more holistic and diet approaches and things that's going to be more natural to really be able to um, help as one vehicle and potentially even more vehicles, uh, more of those little verticals that we were talking about to kind of, you know, cross those out. But I think um, that's where, you know, doctors like you come in to also help educate and to see what other options there are that are science driven, that are backed by research. And there's still more work, I think, to be done and um, more rigidity of some of those trials to come out. And I think there's so much excitement in the immune therapy world, um, in nat you know, natura naturopathy world. I mean, in mine, uh, I come from India and we have Ayurveda. So, you know, we have alternative sources that have been traditionally used for thousands and thousands of years. And just because we don't have the science and the data all to come out at once doesn't mean they don't work. So I think there's definitely a lot of promise in so many more other holistic therapies yet to come.
And, and I think you hit it on the nose. Uh, for people to experience results, and everyone wants immediate, quick results, yet um, when you look at uh, the therapies, the interventions that when you and I came together, we were bringing the best of both worlds and saying, hey, this, this acne be gone for good is, is a good statement. It's, it's very effective with hormonal acne. We have the cases to prove it. But more importantly, you know, people are, of course, wanting that quick fix, but it only takes less than 30 seconds to swallow a capsule of, of methane indole 3 carbonyl with the right mix and the delivery system. It only takes a few minutes to rub on a few uh, applications and so forth. So, yes, I know you want results within days, uh, yet this didn't occur overnight. It's an internal problem. You're not going to rub stuff on and have things just come off. And that's the biggest problem. They look in the mirror, they see themselves, and they're going, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And they want that quick uh, solution. They want to take these drying medications, which we're probably going to get to or not. I'm not sure. But these things, and yes, but what if I were to tell people, right, it's 30 seconds, take the capsule, follow the protocols, and in how many months do you think you're going to see some results in your experience and in my experience? I think you're right. There, I mean, at the end of the day, no matter which track you choose, at the end of the day, patience is an absolute requirement with any treatment. This, there's no overnight cure. There's no overnight miracle whatsoever. And what oftentimes what happens is there's misconceptions about acne. There's a misconception that maybe, oh, my skin is dirty. So they actually over scrub and over clean and overdo it. And they actually get more acne or they oh. go from one thing to the next, the very next day, because that didn't work overnight. So that's not it. So let me go to the next and then the next and the next and before you know it they're become they're getting reactions to all sorts of things and causing more worsening of it so there is this requirement of being patient and just stick to a program and stick to it for a good six to eight weeks you know i i usually don't like to see my patients back for acne until at least that period of time because i've given enough time for it to actually work and the other part of this is compliance you know if we're going to go and uh, wait the six to eight weeks, we want to make sure that you're also doing everything that you can at home or it comes to all the holistic stuff, the lifestyle stuff, the diet, the exercise, the reducing of the stress, the, um, you know, everything that we're asking you to do, we want you to really follow that to a T six to eight weeks. And I bet you we'll probably get it better if not completely make it go away and then go through a maintenance after that. Is there a reason for people maybe to consider particularly in individual situations, not taking spirolactone. And again, looking back at, let's look at these natural solutions and interventions, but what are some of the side effects with spirolactone? And um, are there times that you tell a patient that, you know what, you're not a, a good candidate. Let's try this first. Let's try a natural method. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's side effects to every medication. Anything we talk about, we're always going to discuss what are the side effects behind whatever you're doing, whether it's topical or it's an oral. Um, with spironolactone, the most common things are we're checking your potassium levels because we want to make sure that those don't go high. Um, usually we talk about uh, irregular periods or breast tenderness or painful periods, cramping, that kind of thing. However, oftentimes we do recommend being on a uh, oral contraceptive pill to help balance that. And also the two in combination just work better in general. So there are some side effects to watch out for, some, some that we can negate. Um, we're usually following up every six to eight weeks to ensure that everything is going well under supervision, you know, knock on wood, everything generally goes well. Um, we usually start at a very low dose and then go higher and higher from there. But, you know, 
50% of it is the medical therapy that we talk about, but the other 50%, which is equally important is all of the other things that we talked about. So I'm spending a lot of time talking about nut diet and nutrition and exercise and also their stress and the, you know, the whole, what we call this 360 transformation wheel. We want to know, you know, how are your, you know, relationships how do you have support? Do you have, you know, friends that you can talk to? I have so many teenagers that are depressed. I mean, to the point that they are, they don't look you in the eye in the office. They don't, I've had some that haven't left the house and didn't even go to school literally because their acne was that psychologically devastating for them. So it's wonderful to be able to, you know, see them from before they started, talk about all the things holistically that we can do together. And then at the end of that treatment, I mean, they are just boosting with confidence and joy and happiness, but it is an equal 50-50. I'm talking about, you know, everything I possibly can to really get them better, but it does trigger. Oh yeah, maybe I've been, you know, doing eating too much of this, or maybe I'm not washing my skin here, or maybe I'm not doing this because it really is a partnership between both of us to really get their acne under better control. And, and I think it's important for the audience to consider that it, it, whether they've seen another dermatologist and they came across our work in the book, Acne Be Gone for Good, or our coming online courses, and, and these uh, series of talks, it is the fact that someone could start on a medication they can easily be stepped down that medication while the natural interventions, the diet, the exercise, the supplements, the skincare, all these things start to take effect because you're treating the patient. And like you said, emotionally, if you're not getting them results and doing something that's making a difference, but the other downside is if you put them on a medication, you said you sent them off and you say, look, uh, this is what you're going to have to do for the rest of your life. You and I know that most medications are prescribed for temporary interventions. And at best, if we can tail them down sooner than later, we've done a great service internally because it is an internal job, what's going on um, in most cases of acne, true? So this, this whole idea that we can do concurrent treatments, we can uh, modify the early uh, treatment intervention, which we believe, at least I feel, the, the medication route, uh, the, these types of treatments are quite harsh and do lend to side effects, but the side effects compound the longer a person's on that medication. True? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we want to get people off of their, their medications and try to stick with just very a very simple maintenance plan whenever possible. But there are going to be, especially by the time that they come to my office, it's like they've tried, you know, everything and, you know, what's left. So this is where combination therapy really hits home for me and talking to them again about their lifestyle at home to what are we going to do to combining with lasers and other light sources and you know, I mean, I may even prescribe them listening to my podcast, uh, you know, podcast 50 shades of beautiful, because we talk about meditation and we talk about, um, holistic living and we talk about becoming the CEO of your own life and taking control. So, you know, part of that is the treatment plan. So as much as possible, we don't want them on oral medications forever. We don't want them on antibiotics and things like that either. I mean, there's, there's side effects to that. There's risks, risks to that. There's a antibiotic, resist, antibiotic resistance that we don't want to contribute to. So, you know, our job is to try to get them off and try to really empower them to do this on their own and, you know, do it in a very holistic way as much as possible, but with a maintenance plan and making sure they have a plan so that they're not coming right back as soon as they stop everything. Hey guys, I got to tell you, the new coaching program has come out and we're excited about the coaching program 
because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com. We'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email, and you're going to get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, Anne, and I got to tell you that, you know, the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come.